Anything to shake this at it again with another three points against Seattle. It's real. We're the best team in the world. We're going to win the cup. We are the Shades of Blue Soccer Show. My name is Cody Bradley, Thad Bell, Robert Russert. Thad Bell is not here. I just, I'm just It's just muscle reflex. I say his name. He dropped out. Audio's not working. It is Cody, Robert, and David are here today to celebrate the three points, the first three points of this season. This episode. The, the oh, first dub of the season. I guess that's true. The first three have, points we, from we one individual game. <laughs> Thank you for really stepping on that. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Tim Melia's Self-Defense Dojo. Protect yourself from attackers, midfielders, and defenders. Tim Melia's Self-Defense Dojo. Yellow when it should be red. I guess that client wanted another uh, run of engagement after hearing the boos from the Seattle fans in this in this two-to-one what are you talking about? Hey, oh. look, look. <laughs> Tim Tim avoided a red for body slamming Christian Roldan. Alex Roldan avoid, avoided a red for a second yellow. Like what should have been a second yellow? <laughs> Can we call that so even it, now? It, it, it all evens out. It right. all evens out. I think I think that even Steven. I think we we start by talking about how SB Nation dropped the like the Blue Testament and kept Sounder at heart. But who came out big today? SB Nation. We win there again. We win there Ocean again. smells like a bad fish market. All right. That's right. I hope he's listening. There are more games to go, David. So uh, I don't yeah. care. I don't care. No, one this, to one. This I was uh, this this and beat St. Louis, and we could lose the rest of them, and I wouldn't care. That's very true. I actually I feel the exact same about that. No, this was a really glorious game. It was real. Sporting Kansas City scored two goals. They were able to pass the ball around, move it up the field, using only their feet, and move it around <laughs> the field in between 10 other guys, and then kick it past one guy who can use his hands and get it into the back of the net. It was really something. I'm telling you, they really might have something here with this whole with this whole playing soccer thing. If we can do that next week, David, we're, we're going to be looking pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we'll not be in the, at the, the, the cellar. Of the league anymore how close this are we i have i don't even look at the table anymore are we we're still there <laughs> yeah, why would you yeah. behind on goal differential to la okay i know <laughs> la is really bad as well so it can't be too far off yeah just goal differential okay a couple more of those and we'll be we'll be sitting pretty and and out of the wooden spoon spot you know so if if the first team plays, time we've seen Gotti and tommy and walt voltaire in the midfield which uh, was nice yes the preferred good. midfield even if it was good. for only 45 minutes for, for Gotti Kinda, yep. it was a good 45 minutes. He played a role in the goal with Eric Tommy, who Eric Tommy played well for the first time in a long time. It, he, there were a couple moments there at the beginning. I'm like, he just can't do anything. He still can't do anything. And then, uh, yeah, and then, he, and then he turned it on. He played a role in both of those goals. Beautiful pass to Alan Polito. And yeah, that the goal from Allen there, that's just one of those, oh my God, we have a striker. It's like you genuinely forget what it's yeah. like to have a striker. But sometimes other teams can do this. You just kick the ball into the into the box and a and a guy can kick it in the goal if he's really good at soccer. And that just felt that 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 was very nice. It was a simple play, but a great ball from Tommy, and we have missed that tremendously. 
Well, a couple of factors there. Uh, Seattle helped us out a little bit. Number one with their formation. So we kind of overrun them in the midfield. But we got numbers in the box, guys. You know, it helps when you've got teammates in there to, you know, put the ball in the back of the net. And and the movement in the box was nice. But, uh, hey, Gotti Kinda did not pass that ball to Eric Tommy. That was a bad touch. But, hey, it worked out. I don't I even think Gotti gets to that ball. Yeah, I, I think, don't. He was gonna score himself. I don't call that. Yeah, a good touch. So. Yeah. yeah, I think Tommy sniped one from him. Yeah, but but here's the thing: we've talked about this for weeks now. Is that this team doesn't attack through the middle? And last week we talked about how we didn't have midfielders making late arriving runs in the box, and that's exactly what it was: was a late arriving run through the middle by Gotti Kinda, uh, put it in the dangerous spot. He did. It was great. It's exactly what we'd been missing. Well, I think we've heard a little bit from Peter, but I think him and Eric have been having some discussions the last couple of weeks about, hey, this is what we're, where we need you to be. This is what we need you to do. And I think it's really starting to pay off. And it, and it helps to have, you know, Allen and Gotti on the field with him too. So, Well, and Robert, I think, I think you're exactly right, which is that it, it, I'm sure there's a combination of things, but it probably helps for him to, feel, to not have to feel like he has to do it by himself. Yeah, you know, sure. he's and Johnny's back, you know, like early in the season, we didn't have Allen, we didn't have Gotti, we didn't have Johnny. And so I'm sure he felt the, the weight of the world on his shoulders. Um, and so to have people back, people playing well, I'm sure just alleviates some of that pressure and allows him to play a little bit more freely. Yeah, I mean, Shalloway and Russell weren't big names today. Shalloway was involved uh, a little bit, though. But, uh, you know, if we got those three guys in the middle, it does make a huge difference. Didn't Daniel get the assist? Well, yeah, the he, pass he before the pass, the hockey yeah. assist. Yeah, and then honestly, I thought I thought Johnny played well late, like when when everybody's legs were dead, and it was time to try and kill off the game. I thought Johnny, you know, he didn't score, he didn't assist, but I thought his play late in the game was really important, and that he played with a lot of you know gravitas. You're right, but at, there at the very very end, there were two moments he should have just booted the ball a hundred yards away and he didn't, and then they ended up getting that one last free kick. I, the last five minutes of that game, I was not in a good place. I was, the whole time I was just like, no, nah, I don't care. They're, all, they're always in Seattle. They're going to score. I don't even care. We're not going to win this game. And then it got into stoppage time, and I was, I was a wreck. I was like, we can't lose this now. It's going to be so embarrassing if we lose this. <laughs> uh, so one thing I thought was interesting about that, I, it's, this is not a knock I necessarily – noticed earlier in the season with this team but something that happened over and over again this this could have just been poor from Seattle but it seemed like we were pouncing on on mistakes or stealing it or intercepting passes way more this game it just we were just like on top of them repeatedly and I don't know if they just came out of there with more energy or what but that's it didn't seem like we we have been doing that at all this year but it was they were capitalizing on a bad pass or just, you know, getting in the passing lanes, intercepting passes, stealing the ball, like winning tackles. It, I, it was, they just seemed to be all over them. And I don't know where that came from. So it's funny, Cody, because statistically we've actually been winning possession in the opponent's half more than any other team in the league this year. Yeah. But then once we win possession, once our press wins us the ball back in the attacking half, then we don't do anything with it but they seem to be playing with a lot more urgency today. Urgency is a good word for that. Yeah, and the result of that was the ball was moving a lot quicker, which you know has been an issue. Jake Davis, 
The Jake Davis Stud. Appreciation Hour. Stud. Starting right back for the rest of the year. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how. Yeah, he's got the nod there. I don't know how you you don't let him start every game until something goes wrong. I don't know, Cody. Robert just rolled his eyes so hard he looked at the inside of his brain. So, Robert, <laughs> lay it on us. Why don't you well-rounded tell, tell show the, here? Tell Jake Davis why you think he sucks. I don't Laid think he sucks. I just Laid don't think he's the wonder wonder boy that you guys are making him out to be here briefly. I mean, when Jordan Morris went over to his side, he had he had issues with Morris, that's for sure. Uh, and again, the midfield setup that uh, Seattle had played into our hands. Uh, no job, Paulo uh, played in our hands as well. But um, yeah, I mean, Jake was good. I, I'm not saying he wasn't good. It's just you know he's not the end all be all yet. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I said anything more. That is, he's still just the situation of our outside backs has not been great, and so it's just good to have somebody there who comes into a position and says, "This is mine." We haven't had somebody do that in a long time. He got a chance, and he was like, "This is where I'm playing." You know who I didn't miss today is Robbie. Graham Zusi. I thought <laughs> that's who I thought you were going to say there. No, it was Robbie. I, I did not miss him out there at all. Uh, obviously, Fontes and uh, Rosero did a good job together, and I thought they did a really good job of not losing the ball in the back because the last three or four games we've had issues in the back, giving the ball away easily, and Emilio's been a part of that too. That was much better today. Fontes, Stan. Put him a little bit, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, he's Fonte, got Fonte played well. Fonte <laughs> played well. Uh, but I, I don't – I want to talk about Jake more, though, because – you know, he does not offer going forward what peak Graham Zusi did, right? Like he's not going to pick out a pass the way that, that peak Zusi was, but he is playing the right back spot the way that, that he ought to be, which is he's very defensively sound. You know, anybody's ha everybody's having problems this year containing Jordan Morris. I think he's got, what, eight goals in 11 games? Yeah. Um, but he did a great job of bottling up Leo Chu. He was positionally solid. Um and in the last few games, he's combined well with his teammates. Like he's he's looked solid. Has he is he gonna be a best eleven player? No. But I think he's done enough to keep the starting job until something else happens. Yeah. That's Robert, us just saying that we wanted him in the starting job meant that we were you said for the rest of the year. The I'm like, oh, come on. <laughs> well, until until something goes wrong. Yeah. But yeah, he's keeping it simple. That's a good thing to do in his position. Yeah, he's he's not dumb. Uh, David, you like to complain about the refs a lot. Do you have anything on that for this one? <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I just, I don't understand how Alex Roldan didn't get a second yellow. Um, it yeah. was a pretty cynical, yeah, like, pull. I mean, that's, that's a second yellow in every league in the world uh, from, you know, youth soccer all the way up to I the will EPL. Say that I will say that Tommy did not sell it well, and maybe that is why it was very, he went down very easy. But uh, yeah, it was a the tactical foul was there. It doesn't normally it doesn't matter if the guy goes down easy or not. It's everyone in the stadium knows what the player is doing right there, and he he had no business being out there. Overall, though, I thought you know I thought the center center ref had a good game. You know he carded us. He carded Johnny for our antics. You know we really embraced the dark arts, which I don't love to see um, from sporting, and I don't think. I don't think Peter and the guys like playing that way, but I think we're kind of we were desperate for the three points. Um, but overall, I thought the the ref had a good match. The PK was a pretty legit PK. I don't really know what Logan was doing. I know you're a Logan and Dinbe stan. Um, yeah, that was how are the one Cavs, of those. How are the Cavs this week, Cody? How's the because 
are you on the the Logan and Denbe Logan um, legs calf plant the Logan legs Logan legs they're plant? getting better every week it's a tough workout let me tell you no that would play was one of those he just that was like uh I think he was expecting more resistance like he thought he was like banging into a guy there with a ball up in the air and he just turned around and it was right in the guy's face and yeah it was just it was an awkward play but it was yeah it was a deserved deserved penalty I think it was just the powerful calves that just forced him into the he's, air quicker than he thought just such and, a yeah, low center of control gravity. Like, whoa <laughs> yeah he's just powerful I'm it here. low What's center of gravity he doesn't know his own strength <laughs> i was i was terrified when it happened that we were going to get that he was going to get red carded for you know right. striking montero in the face and i was like there's no no intent behind it there's nothing to it but he clearly got him it's clearly a pk and then i was just waiting for the red card well the semantics of mls hands to the face is generally an automatic red but a forearm, an elbow to the cheek is is fair game, I guess. I don't know. I, I didn't read Sounder at heart, so I don't know how upset they were about that play. <laughs> but other than the PK. Added, didn't you, David? <laughs> yeah. Sounder at heart sucks. SB Nation picked wrong. And Ocean smells like Pikes Park Marketplace. <laughs> Pikes Peak Marketplace? Whatever the place is called. <laughs> the, the fish market in Seattle. Whatever it's called. <laughs> uh, but, no, I mean, Sporting's defense was stout today. They didn't give up a lot. Not a lot of good looks for Seattle. Um, they played great. Seattle's XG was uh, significantly uh, 1.4 to our 0.8. But, you know, that's stats for you. Interesting. Another stat that really stood out to me is we only had six crosses in the whole match. That's incredibly low for Sporting Kansas City. God. Well, good, because our crosses never do anything. Exactly. <laughs> Okay, uh, let's see here. Our rundown now makes no sense because we don't have that here. So uh, the order <laughs> of which everywhere was going and the breaks we were taking, it's now a little bit of anarchy for this one. Let's switch gears here to the Open Cup and Don Garber. Um, he recently made some comments about, I think the question was about the lack of streams, the lack of visibility for the that last round of Open Cup matches. And he seemed to be fine with that. He doesn't like the product that MLS teams are putting out. At least that's uh, kind of what he was indicating there. Robert, what do you think of Garber's comments? Well, I mean, he wasn't, he wasn't saying anything about MLS teams. He was at a board of directors meeting for the USSF. Um, um, the Open Cup is a U.S. soccer thing. Right. Okay. Um, it's not an MLS thing, and, and the Open Cup needs MLS more than MLS needs the Open Cup now, I think. Yes. But, yes. Uh, you know, the guy uh, who said the comments initially that Garber was reacting to, I don't remember his name, apologies, uh, uh, basically agreed with what Garber was saying. Yeah, there's some things we need to work on, and Garber said, hey, we're looking forward to working with you on those things. So I don't see anything wrong with what Garber said at all. I think he was just saying what a lot of people were thinking. Hey, we need this to be promoted better. We we need better situations for the matches, and that if the tournament should be what it should be. Okay, and there are the next round of games is all being streamed on YouTube. Wednesday evening, Houston. Wednesday evening, I will say, KC, I, Houston. I'm, I was I'm disappointed in Garber for kind of the way that all that came off. You know, the ML MLS clubs are the financial powerhouses of U.S. soccer. It's the top of the pyramid, and every owner's a billionaire. So if you want the Open Cup to be better, that he was complaining about the pitch quality, well, U.S. soccer could do more to 
you know, make the lower divisions have better pitches. And you see this in like in England, which is that the Premier League teams help pay, you know, further down the table to to you know they they make payments to help boost the rest of the of the leagues. And so, you know, for instance, like Sporting could could help fund Tulsa Athletics field, right? It wouldn't cost Cliff Ellig wouldn't notice the money was gone, but the club could do more to help build those pitches to make them better quality. If the league really wanted the Open Cup to be broadcast better and to look more professional, they could do more with that. You know, they're the ones who have the media connections to try and partner with like ESPN Plus or whatever. So, you know, all of his critiques were pretty legit, but also like Don Garber is uniquely situated to kind of fix a lot of those problems. Yeah, it's on So him. as far as revenue goes, the MLS and World Cup games used to be a package that they'd sell together. That's no longer the case, right? I, right. Yeah, I'm taking your word for it that that was the case. So. <laughs> okay, I don't think that's the case any longer. So I don't think the revenue streams have changed a little bit. Uh, I don't know what's going on with that. So I don't know how the finances work out. But yeah, as we know, not many MLS teams are making money. And I guess you could look at it and say, hey, the more they support the Open Cup, the more money can be made overall, which, you know, would be split and help out everybody. But, uh, you know, don't know all the details on that. If that was the norm up until this Apple deal, then that does kind of beg the question, like, all right, Apple, how much was... How much were they asking to also cover U.S. Open Cup that you didn't want to dish out for that? <laughs> like, it seems like if you really did want to support this, then that would be something you would also throw in there as well. Could be. Well, how do we feel about the game on Wednesday? Houston Dynamo on Wednesday. That's always a good match. I feel pretty good after this one. Well, a good match, a fun, a f- good one to watch, I guess. That was a, a fair point there, David. It's always a scrappy, almost fights everywhere. That's fun. I like that. Or is David Nagamora Houston in the Open Cup? <laughs> it's the Nagamora Derby. Yes. Derby, sorry, Derby. <laughs> so, how do you feel about it? Are you feeling good after this win? Are they going to be riding high? Are they going to play SKC two lineup or what? I don't know what to expect, given we just had. You know, most of our good players play a full, a complete match other than Gotti. I don't know what the rotation's going to look like. You know, I don't know that this team has the pieces to rotate and still compete. Um, they're traveling down to Houston where, you know, I haven't looked at the weather, but I can't imagine it's going to be pleasant. Um, and then we've got a game all on the weekend. So I, I really don't know what to expect. I could, I know Vermees doesn't punt on games uh, unless it's the, the what the league's cup uh yes you so can, you're allowed I, to punt I, that one i could see us fielding a strong team but logic would suggest to maybe not field that strong of a team and focus on the league itself um and maybe rotate in jean east and a couple of the other guys i i really don't know how i don't they changed the order or the format of the open cup so how many wins away are we from a trophy so this is round of 32, so that's oh, one, 15 okay. would be two, eight would be a third win, semifinal would be a fourth, so it's taken five wins. To so MLS win. teams are entering every year in the, with 64 teams. That's like how It depends. Working. It depends. Right. Um, there are certain MLS teams that we just entered this round that we're going into. 18 teams 
uh, enter in the third round. And then the round of 32 has the four MLS teams that were in the 2023 Champions League and then the four next best MLS teams. According to last year's finishes or what? Yeah. Huh, I missed all of that. Thank you for informing me. Well, Tommy did come out in the 75th minute, so he could be good for a significant time come Wednesday, possibly. But you know what? I'd really, I don't know. <laughs> I'll throw this out there. I'd rather see a home win come Saturday than a win Wednesday night. Discuss. I think that they should, they should very much try to win this one. I think in terms of pragmatically with the fans need to focus on winning at home against Minnesota. Yeah. You know, I, I, on our site, like the U S open cup more than a lot of our commenters and posters do. Um, Me too. I like I love the open cup cause I also love the FA cup, but the Lamar think, hunt U S open cup. We love that in KC. But I think, you know, in the face of a fan revolt in the face of a mutiny, I think the smartest thing to do would be to go all in on putting out, putting on a good show over the weekend to make the fans happy. Well, just a thought on on this, who's going to play come Wednesday. Uh, Thad is making comments as we uh, do this here. Did we hear anything about Polito? Is he looked like he came off, maybe limping a little bit? Did we hear anything about him? Wow, I missed that entirely. Thad says we did not hear anything. Okay. So maybe I kind of like Thad as the silent yes. producer who's just in the chat. <laughs> Thad is speaking from another realm. I like that. This is helpful. Yeah. And he's, not to suggest that I don't want Thad on, but I do like the idea of the silent. Well, no, no, that's not nice, Thad. That's not nice. But I do like the idea of us having like a silent producer in the chat. Yes, I've wanted that. I've wanted that for a while. And so I can stop worrying about pushing buttons over here. What are Boom. we doing? <laughs> I had a friend text me during this game as we were winning and he thought that this meant that the ownership was going to get bailed out and that they don't have to respond to the cauldron letter anymore. I mean, I don't, obviously don't think that that's true, but it does beg the question if they will put this off for another, another week, David. Well, I mean, I don't think they're going to fire Vermees um, unless we get just absolutely smoked Wednesday and on Saturday. But the letter from the cauldron specifically asked for a response or at least when they submitted it they requested a response from the club and the week passed i guess hasn't been a full week that was released on tuesday wednesday i think it was on wednesday so not a full week but no response from the team and robert does this win let them off the hook from doing that i think it first of all um, the cauldron did not call it the players. So, you know, it puts the players in a great situation pulling off this victory. Uh, no, it does not put uh, the ownership off the hook at all because when your supporters club ask you to respond, you cannot ignore it. You just cannot. Um, it's going to be, you know, typical media speak, if you will, uh, response. I think we know that, that they're monitoring the situation and they are concerned as well. And I think that's all we're going to get. Well, then why didn't we get it already? They could have crafted that non-message. It's got to change five or six hands to edit it and, you know, proofread it before they put it out, Cody. Come on. Well, also, <laughs> you just described you know, were, an afternoon. There, <laughs> That's, that is an afternoon well, of work. 
But th- there, there were also like different things that were addressed in the letter. There's the on-field performance, right? And you know, per winning in, winning against Seattle in Seattle buys them another week. If we got blown off the field, maybe Vermees doesn't make it home, right? Like there's different you know, kind of ever-evolving calculus for the ownership in terms of what's happening on the pitch. The other part of it was what's happening off the pitch, which they said, like, you keep raising our ticket prices, you keep raising the concessions prices, the concessions suck. Um, and that's all stuff that can immediately be addressed, right? If the if the play on the field is bad, at least give us something good, at least make the rest of it fun. Um, but also, I don't know how easy it is to just take $5 off the cost of everything, you know, like your right. water bottles are now you can you can keep the cap to your water bottle and it will cost you two dollars less. I don't know how easy it is for Jake Reed to just snap his fingers and do that. So, yeah. um, you know, what what is a lip service letter really going to look like? Right. I think I'd be more curious to see if if ownership was willing to meet with the cauldron and talk about these things. Right. Like, Hey, look, we understand what you're saying. I can't change the price of the hot dog today. I mean, they could really. But but like we hear you, we're working on it. And then they'd have to actually show some something moving forward. But I'm curious to see what the response is going to be. The point about raising prices of concessions wasn't that long ago, maybe a couple years ago, that they actually lowered the price of, like the big can of beer went down 50 cents. And I think a, the hot, a hot dog went down 50 cents or something like that. So I actually thought... I might have been giving them credit for that for a couple years for doing that one year, but I was thinking that they that our concessions were pretty fairly priced when you look around uh, stadium and event concession prices. Well, but I mean, it's all perspective, right? Which is, yeah, yeah it's way cheaper than the Royals and the Chiefs, but it's more expensive than it had been. And the ticket prices for the cauldron keep going up and they're like yeah. still relatively cheap. It's what, like four fifty, I think, a year for season tickets. But that's more than it had been, right? They the prices keep going up. And so I think fans are frustrated by that. Um, you know, and I know me personally, when I started going to games in the cauldron, uh, the food option was grinders, mm-hmm. which is uh which was good. It's a Kansas City establishment. And at one point, Sporting brought all the concessions in house, yeah. Um, and the options haven't been great, and they constantly change. You know, there was a like a world kitchen kind of thing over by the south stand, and I had a like gyro last year that was so bad mm-hmm. that like the bread just it was like cardboard and just kept breaking apart. Well, that place didn't even exist anymore. Every, right. So every year at Media Day. They're like uh, launching, oh, a whole new menu of food. I'm I'm like, what the hell? You did this last year. Like, if that menu was good, why are we doing this every year? Right. Well, like at one point they had BRGR, but I don't remember if they're still around or not. There's a burger place. But, you know, I think think fans would prefer to have places like Grinders or – you know, and I, I know the biggest one the Cauldron is mad about is going from Boulevard to Budweiser. Yeah, that was always a big one. Uh, it's just a, it's a really tough situation because, like you said, David, there's not much you can say you, or actually do in this response that is going to change a whole lot. So it's just kind of a no-win thing. The Cauldron had to send the letter. The team has to respond. But... 
none of it is really gonna do a whole lot it's it's for appearances and that's what you're supposed to do and they just need to let the fans know something here you gotta you gotta give us something and maybe they will wait until they'll just kick the can down the road until we lose again winning cures all I don't think anybody would care what the pregame video package right. was like or what the food was like. I mean, if we were undefeated and just crushing everybody, nobody would care what the price of the hot dog was. Uh, but if but if we're going to be like one of the worst teams of all time, uh, then, you know, you better give me good value. All right, gentlemen. Anything we've missed? We had to do the Sunday. Everything was thrown off this week. The two games on Sunday, weird times. Normally, right? We normally record on Sunday. Uh, Thad, the, we had a whole show ready to go, and then Thad's audio doesn't work. Really messed us up. But uh, yeah, I think we, I think we've covered the the game tonight well enough. We didn't really get to the current. Almost came back. Three to two loss uh, in in LA tonight, but uh, yeah. Any final thoughts here, boys? So, uh, real quick question: What do you guys think of the Chicago Fire not permitting two of their players to go play for the Under Twenty World Cup? Why did they not do it? I don't know. As a as a Hendrickson came out and said, "We're not releasing the players." I don't know if he actually gave a reason. I think it will do a whole lot to damage player relations for that club. I think so too. Yeah. Um, but Yellow like was saying today in the broadcast, you've got to let them go. It's an opportunity they may never have again. But you know, I and I don't watch. I don't. I haven't followed it enough to know how vital those players are. But you know, let's say let's say it was Sporting and like Busio, and right. you know we're fighting for survival, and you know, some they call Busio up to the U twenty World Cup, and you're like, well. We kind of need him more than we need, you know, um, him to leave. It would be real bad for us if he left. So I, I don't know the situation. I can I have to imagine that's what it is, though. Okay, so the game is on Wednesday. I don't know what that means for Thad and I on Tuesday at training, if we'll be able to get an interview this week. But I do believe we will be back sometime this week with content in some other form. That and I did a trial run last week of something, so we're gonna we might try that again this week. We'll see. We'll see. It'll yeah, you guys did a good on. interview of Gotti Kinda. We did, yes. Last, go check. Thank you, David, for that. Go check out the Gotti Kinda interview. And Thad. Yes, it was not just me. Thad, it was Thad <laughs> and I that were uh, that were there doing it. Yeah, that that was that was good. Uh, I realized kind of in the middle of that conversation that we don't really hear from him a lot. It might have just been because it was a long time since he's been around. But even when he, you know, before that, I don't ever remember hearing from him a whole lot. I, I haven't heard him speak at length um, about much. So it was very good to talk to him. He's uh, he, he's definitely excited to be back. He was smiling. So go check out that interview. And uh, Also, everybody needs to go to uh, the Kansas City Soccer Journal, which is where we write uh, and where you can find all of our other content. But Robert has written two really cool pieces uh, where he interviewed Declan. Is it Declan Yogi? Yeah. Joey. Who's the, who's the Academy director. Uh, so Robert is it's two parts so far. Is there another piece coming? 
No, those are the two. Uh, okay. There's a little bit more of the interview on the uh, part I did with the uh, Victory Project as well, too. But uh, yeah, Declan, what a fabulous guy he is. Yeah. Um, really knows his stuff. He's very passionate and uh, appreciate that, David. And yes, yeah, uh, Cody, we did have Gotti Kenda on the uh, media day to do that pod. So Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. I wasn't sure if we, we should get him again for that, but no, I figured enough time has passed. That seemed like oh, the yeah. biggest get you oh, could yeah. get right now. He's he's back. Come on, that's what we need. It was good to hear from him. Definitely. So check out our site, KC Soccer Journal, Kansas City Soccer Journal. Cody, where can the people find you to complain about our, our uh, page? I'm at that Cody, though. And Robert, where can we find you? At SPKC Life. And Thad from the chat. That back post. He's at the back post. Please and go. I oh. don't have Twitter. Oh, yeah. He See, he does. He lurks. I thought that was no, good. I, that's I why I got excited I there. I thought he was about to unleash it on the world so that everyone could, could complain to him. <laughs> Deleted. But please go subscribe, rate, and review. Thank you to everyone who has... Everyone. The, like, five people that have done that over the last month or so. We really appreciate that. Bumped us up a couple notches. So uh, if, you're a, if you're a perennial listener, please please go uh, give us some support there. We would very much appreciate it. And uh, let's keep this winning ways going. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you later this week. Go Sporting! Anything to shake this foot I'm in My football team's got me drinking My football team's got me drinking My football team's got me drinking